This is the Employment Law Show. Uh, it is hump day. We're halfway through just about, and uh, welcome to it, aren't we? Yeah, I think so. We should be pretty close anyway, but uh, there you go. And uh, we're back for the duration. We hope you are uh, enjoying everything here and joining us uh, today because uh, for the next half hour, you're going to learn a lot. Employment Law is what we do. That is the brand. You want to reach out uh, to Lior Samfiru. He is here live. How about that? You can reach him anytime, but here for the next half hour. So the phone calls bring him on. Outside of the half hour, it's one 821 5,900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. And for all other matters, you know the website by now. It's free. It's anonymous. It's brilliant. Called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. You can check it out while we sit here and idly chat. And uh, yeah, if you feel if you have a question that you need answering, bring it on now. Well, we got plenty of time, plenty of lines. So join the conversation and uh, tuck in for the next half hour and learn a bit. It's going to be a, a good show. Everything you need to know about being on probation. We get this one all the time in the questions, Lior. That's coming up shortly. But uh case of the day what do you got cooking on your end hey johnny uh, great to be here but more importantly i want to say to you big guy happy birthday ah, thank you brother uh, appreciate that and this is dedication john's birthday yet he's still here wanting to talk about employment <laughs> law wanting to make sure that we can educate all our good listeners so thank you johnny for joining me today and uh thank you for all our, our listeners that want to learn about employment law it's such an important topic we want to make sure that you have the answers that you need if you're struggling with a workplace issue. No need to struggle on your own. Let's make sure that you get those answers because there are answers. Uh, we wouldn't be doing a radio show for some 11 plus years if there was no answers to give. Mm-hmm. So don't believe it. Hey, try us out right now. Call us with your question. Regardless of what it is, if it's a, it touches unemployment law, your job, your boss, whether something is legal or illegal, Let's talk about that. A lot of people have contacted me because they've lost their jobs uh, or they they see the writing on the wall and that uh, they want to be prepared for that. So if that's you or anything uh, about your job has changed, let's talk about it. Let's see what the law can do for you. Uh, And people often spend hours and hours and hours online trying to research things and trying to figure things out. What a waste of time. It's a waste of time because, number one, you're going to get incorrect information. And two, you can just call the show and get the answer right away. So let's do that right now. And of course, uh, case of the day is where I like to start. So I, I spoke with a lady today who uh, did something that I've said on the show many times to do, which is she was being uh, bullied by a coworker. So again, did the right thing. She she uh, formally filed the harassment complaint with her employer. They had a whole process to do that formally, filled out a form, etc. cetera. Uh, and the employer said, yeah, okay, thank you for that. And then a few days passed and she gets called into a meeting and she thought, okay, this is where they tell me either what they found out or they're asking me more, some more questions. I'm going to get some feedback. Instead, they say, you know, we're restructuring uh, and we decided, unfortunately, to let you go. And thank you for your work over the last four and a half years. We're going to part ways with you. Uh, of course, she was distraught about this, but she knew better than to uh, worry about it alone. She called me. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, John. She's the only person that was let go. This is not a major restructuring in the company. And this happened a few days, a few short days after she filed a harassment complaint where she never received any feedback on that complaint. So to me, one plus one equals two. And it absolutely looks like she was let go because of this harassment complaint or maybe because the company just didn't want to deal with it. They thought she's kind of the squeaky wheel. So we want to get rid of her either way. That is completely and totally illegal. 
You cannot be let go because you filed a harassment complaint. You cannot be let go because you're informing your employer of the fact that something wrong is happening in the workplace. You're protected. So what this company did is referred to as a reprisal. In other words, you're being punished for standing up for your rights, not legal. There's significant consequences and penalties uh, and, and monetary damages that would have to be paid in this situation. So it, it's absolutely illegal. And I want to encourage all our listeners there that despite this story, you have to tell your employer, you should tell your employer if you're being mistreated, bullied, harassed. And if they do anything to you, you call me. Now, beyond this reprisal, John, get this, after four and a half uh, years of service, they offered her a nice six-week severance package. <laughs> John, nonsense. You and I yeah. know now that, of course, that's a wrongful dismissal, irregardless of this uh, uh, harassment issue, because she is owed about seven or eight months of yeah. severance. So either way, as you like to say, that's a whole bowl of wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going to help her get this resolved. But of course, there's important lessons to employees there, especially if you're being mistreated in the workplace. And there's extra monies, of course, I would imagine, because of the uh, the way they went about this with the harassment and everything like that, right? Absolutely. Significant oh. consequences. And in fact, the money that they may owe her because of that may be more than the severance. So this company really made a big mistake here. What they should do, and you know, we say this every week when we're on the show, before these companies go about doing these things, this is not just for employees that listen to us. Employers should wise up and call you ahead of time saying, Lawyer, Lior, I've got this, this, and this issue. How do I, how do I navigate this, right? I, I, I wish employers did the right thing and got some legal yeah. advice and, and you know try to avoid problems. And oftentimes employers do things that they think, think are right, which ends up being illegal. Then they get upset because there's consequences to that. So the best thing yeah. to do for employers is get some proactive advice, do things right, and stay on the right side of the law. Matthew, you're first up, pal. Thanks for taking the time tonight. How are you? Hi, I'm not bad. How are you? Good, sir. What's on your mind? Uh, I work for a company for 30 plus years already, and I just want to know they're trying to uh, merge the two companies together, and they plan to change the name of company. Um, and my question is, uh, can they uh, change my pay plan, and how low can they go if they change it? It's Good question. considered as a constructive dismissal. Excellent question. So anytime uh, there's a change in pay, that could result in a constructive dismissal. The threshold is probably just something less than 15%. So anywhere from 10 to 15%. Once you're past 10%, usually you're in constructive dismissal territory. So if it's 5 or 7%, probably not. If it's 12, 14, 15%, yeah, absolutely. Uh, mm. And uh, remember, of course, if they do change your compensation uh, and mm you continue working for a while, you may be considered to have accepted it, and then you can't go back and say constructive dismissal. So if they do make significant changes to your compensation, you really do need to act on that quickly if you want to pursue a constructive dismissal. Okay. Okay. When I will wait till they uh, actually, because that's the, uh, they have sent me a memo that they will plan to change, but they haven't did yet. So, did I they mention Matthew? Did they mention your compensation, or just the fact that they're amalgamating and changing the name? They didn't say anything about money yet. Uh, they haven't changed yet the money yet right. until they say until a couple of months. Then they will let me know. Wow. Okay. Well, there you go, right, Leo? Well, you know what to do if that if that change happens. You want to discuss it? You give me a call. But you know, 
generally it's kind of 10% or above where we start being in constructive dismissal territory. Matthew, appreciate the call, pal. Let's get into one short break. We'll give you a chance, just like Matthew, to grab a phone and ask a question. That's how that's how fast it takes. It's really quick just to get some answers. And then we'll move into everything you need to know about being on probation as we continue the Wednesday night edition of the Employment Law Show here on 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Employment Law Show. You betcha. Welcome back to it. 642 on Wednesday evening and uh, good to have you along for the remainder of the time. If you want to have more of a uh, private conversation with Lior or a member of his team, that's uh, always an option for you. one 821 help at employmentlawyer.ca. Okay, as we get some calls lined up here, Lior, we'll, uh, we'll bounce back over to that shortly. But everything you need to know about being on probation... I mean, guys, the simplest question off the top for those who haven't been or not sure, what does it mean to be on probation? So being on probation means that you've agreed to a period of time during which you can try out your new employer and your employer can try you out. In other words, let's date before we get married type of a <laughs> situation where, you know, this is a brand new relationship. Let's see if this is a good fit. So probation is not something that's imposed as a penalty. Okay, despite the name probation, uh, it's not a probation in the criminal sense. It's probation in that it's probationary. We, we just want to understand if this is right. So in an employment relationship, oftentimes we see that the parties agree that there's going to be a period of time where we're going to try out how things working to see if the employee is happy, if, the, if there's a good fit, and if that we agree that it's not a good fit or if one of the us agrees it's not a, a good fit, it's going to be very easy to separate because we haven't yet gotten married. So we're going to agree that it's going to be very easy to separate. So what we want to talk about is that even though there's nothing wrong with having probation, there's certainly situations that employers and employees get wrong uh, and certain rights that you may be surprised that you have, even if you're on probation. And I want to slide back into it momentarily, but as always, the callers, you listening are the absolute priority. Paula, thank you for taking the time. How are you tonight? I'm very well, thank you. Good. What's your what's your question? Okay, I, I'm calling on behalf of my nephew. Mm-hmm. He, he yes. has only worked at his job. Well, I just texted him, and he, I thought he was there for longer. But anyways, they laid him off, and he was working for three months. He said, and they just pay him for the two weeks, and he has no surety of going back. And so I was wondering if there's anything that could be done for him. So he's he'd worked there for about three months, Paula? Yes. So depending on the terms of his employment agreement, and if uh, unless there's something limiting him in his employment agreement, he could be owed even after three months, one, two, three months of severance. So so potentially he's owed much more than what they've paid him. But obviously I do I'd want to understand what his job was, how much he was getting paid. I want to understand what his employment agreement says. So definitely have him call me in the office. We'll give you that number in just a second, Paula. But yes, even as a short service employee, even though he only worked for three months, he can have very substantial rights. And it could be even more than that. Let's say if he was recruited from another job. So so there's a lot of things that go into deciding how much he's owed. Uh, so the best thing is for him to call me so I can have a discussion with him and properly assess what the company owes him. All right. Thank you much. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate that. And again, here's that number to reach out to after the show. 
Uh, for your nephew, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. But for you listening, plenty of time still to call in, like Paula. But uh, we'll get back to our discussion here, Lee, uh, Leor, in between about probation. We know what it is. It's basically you know dating before you get married. As you said, you just learn how to fly the plane, take it out for a spin. Any more you know particular expressions you want to use to cover that? We know between you and the employer. But is it automatic anytime an employer hires a new employee? Because everybody assumes I'm brand new in the door. I guess I'm on probation for a bit. Exactly. And that's what people assume all the time. Employers assume that too, by the way. So let's yeah. clarify this. No, probation is not automatic. Probation does not exist unless you've agreed to it in an employment agreement, in a written document, either contract of employment, employment agreement. The only time it exists is if that agreement says you're going to be on probation when you start working. And that's it. If it does not say that, or you never have an employment agreement, you just you know shook someone's hand and started working, then you're not on probation, meaning it's going to be a lot harder to let you go and it's going to cost the company a lot more money to let you go because you're not on probation. So very important to understand, if you want to know if you're on probation, you have to go back to your employment agreement. If you are, it's going to be very clear, there's probably going to be a heading there that says probation, it's going to be bolded and underlined, and it's going to say that you're going to be on probation in the beginning. And if it doesn't say that or there's no employment agreement, good news, you are not on probation. So let, let's assume for all intents and purposes for now that you are on probation. How long, can, or let me rephrase that, how long can it effectively, how long can you effectively be on probation? So the, the practical reason behind a probation really is to allow an employer for a period of time to let the employee go with really no obligation, okay? So that period of time can only be three months because after three months, it doesn't matter what your employment agreement says, you're going to be owed compensation, you're going to be owed severance if you lose your job. So if the employer wants to have an employee that they try out for a period of time and if they don't like them to let them go without compensation, that probationary period cannot be longer than three months. So if you sign an employment agreement saying that for the first four months you're on probation or five or six, that's nonsense. It doesn't work that way. You're not Mm -hmm. really on probation. In fact, if it says five months, you're actually not on probation at all because that provision is illegal. So that the effect is you're not at all on probation. So as a practical matter, if the company is trying to to limit your severance entitlements uh, to nothing, they can only do that for a three-month period and no more. Is there a situation where you may be owed severance if you let go while on probation? I mean, that's the whole point of it. So they get out, uh, you know, within the three months without paying anything. But is there some is there some wiggle room there? So in in many cases, if the employer did a good job in drafting the employment agreement and it stipulates clearly that number one, you're on probation, and number two, during that three month probation, we can let you go without any compensation. In most cases. The employer can do that. They don't have to pay severance. But there are situations that because of other terms in the employment agreement, because they're not drafted properly, it could actually invalidate the probationary term. So there are definitely situations that someone that is on probation and signed an agreement that says on probation, and then they're let go during the probationary period, that they're still going to be owed severance, and that severance can be measured in months. So Always a good idea. Whether you work for two weeks or two months or you're within the probationary area, probationary period, if you lost your job, you have to call me. You may be very surprised by your rights. Obey, how are you? What's uh, what's your question tonight? Yeah, my question is I was dismissed in November and then I 
would attain a pure legal and and um, they contacted the employer my former employer and they refused to acknowledge any wrongdoing and they refused to have any negotiate or anything mm. so my option is uh, my question what's my options well i mean that should be a, a question that you ask the person that's representing you right uh, that that's the appropriate question if they the company is not cooperating what happens but generally yes. speaking uh if if we try to negotiate and we can't get this resolved through negotiations then we take legal action we start a claim for wrongful dismissal etc and that that forces the you know, the legal process for the company to deal with it so that those are the options but my my concern here is different is you should have already been explained this by the person representing you if, and if you haven't been explained this then that that's a problem if you want a second opinion from us about your matter by all means reach out to me happy to connect with you and have that discussion okay thank you thanks obey appreciate it pal and that number to do so i know you will 1-855-821-5900 moving on down the line joe good evening thanks for standing by for a moment how are you not bad uh, guys if i'm just wondering can you can you take a, a case against an employer after two years and if they, if the olrb is taking too long can, or you find you find that they committed perjury can you also uh take them to a court in a in a divisional court so uh, you you you're confusing a few things there divisional court really has nothing to do with it and and it's probably not the OLRB, it's probably the Ministry of Labor, but bottom line is if you file a complaint against your employer uh, with the Ministry of Labor, you cannot then take legal action against them for the same thing. So so, on, so the reality is no. That's why we do not go to the Ministry of Labor unless we're dealing with unpaid wages or unpaid overtime, vacation pay. Uh, we, we, we do not go if there's a harassment issue, a constructive dismissal issue, a wrongful dismissal. Ministry of Labor cannot help us with that. And just by filing a complaint there, we're actually barred from pursuing our full entitlements. So there's an important lesson there. Uh, it's not something you should ever, ever, ever do if you lost your job. Uh, only if there's unpaid money to you. What if there's new discoveries at the labor board and they're taking too long? Can you bring a, a lawsuit against the uh, company for committing perjury? No. no. You know, you can, if they commit perjury, then you show that to the labor board and they can uh, impose some very significant penalties, but you cannot sue for the same thing uh, right. that you filed a complaint uh, against. You're, you're, you're kind of stuck in that process. Joe, appreciate the the call, pal, and any other information you can call after the show as well. We're talking about being on probation. And uh, from the employer's standpoint, Leo, what can they do if they're not happy with an employee's performance during that probation term? Well, you know, the, the appropriate thing is, you know, you do have to act as an employer in good faith. Right. So what I mean by that is if there's an employee that that's, you know, you're not necessarily happy with, give them an opportunity. Tell them, uh, you know, do your part as an employer to see if you know you can fix the issue because sometimes it could simply be a situation of uh, miscommunication or, or unclear expectations. So an employer should act in good faith, and that does mean giving someone the proper opportunity to prove themselves, as opposed to yeah, tell every day tell me everything is fine, and then decide you know what you didn't meet the probationary period. I'm going to let you go. And there have been cases 
where a court refused to enforce a probationary period because the employer just acted very, very unreasonably. Now, if an employer acts reasonably and they, they're not satisfied with the employee and that they have a proper probationary term and everything is correct in the employment agreement, then yes, they may be able to let that employee go without any compensation. But remember, that period of time during which that can happen is only three months, no longer. So when you say reasonable during that probation time period, it's not, you know, you got to do it my way or the highway. There's got to be some some give and take in there, yeah? Absolutely. Um, it, it, you really have to, to, to act in a good goodwill fashion to make sure that things, uh, you know, that you have an opportunity, you give someone the right opportunity. So if you're a good manager, a good boss, you provide some guidance, some help, uh, and there has to be some give and take. And by the way, same thing applies to an employee. Keep in mind, you know, the probationary is also there for an employee. You know, oftentimes an employer really, really worked hard to get an, a, an employee and they want them to yeah. stay. And the employee may say, you know what, this is not working out for me. I'm going to leave. Well, I think that an employee also has a good an opportunity here and an obligation even to act in good faith and to try to work things out with the employer and get on the same page. It certainly goes both ways. Can the probation? I know we we said you know three months is the limit. After that, you're paying severance. But is there a time, or is there any reason that the probation could be extended? Well, here's the thing: if an employer wants to say that you're on probation, if it uh, gives them a kick to say that and makes them smile, sure, they can say that. But it doesn't really have any legal effect because after the three months are up, if they want to let you go, sure they can because an employer can let you go at any time. But they still have to pay your full severance. So. Is a practical matter, can you extend the probation? Not really, because it doesn't do anything. If you want to send a message to the employee that you want to, that you should improve, I guess you can do it that way. But it doesn't have any legal effect, and it doesn't give the employer any new rights. So I think it's a bit of a waste of time to extend probation, because you're still going to have to pay someone a full severance if you let them go. I would assume that there are situations where an employee should actually refuse to be on probation, yeah? Well, certainly the the first and most important time you want to refuse to be on probation is if you're recruited from another job. Yeah. So company knocks on your door. You're working. You have your job. You're fine. Company knocks on your door saying, no, no, please come work for us. We'll give you such a better deal. Okay, fine. You've convinced me. And then you do that only to be on probation. Nonsense. Right? You never want to do that. So that's the main time where you absolutely should refuse to be on probation. Never agree to that. Never agree to anything that limits your rights. You have bargaining power, negotiating power. So it would be a huge mistake to agree to probation in that situation. And we've heard situations where you're already working somewhere and for some reason they're, they're ticked off with you or whatever. They try to put you on probation midstream. That makes no sense to me. No, no sense whatsoever. It doesn't give them any right. Uh, yeah. If they want to give you a warning, they can give you a warning, etc. To put you on probation midstream, waste of time, has no legal effect. No one should do that. And no one should be stressed out if that happened to them because, again, it has no legal effect. What does have an effect is getting a hold of Lior now that the show is done. If you have matters you want to discuss, always make that phone call. Reach out through email. Don't sit and think and wonder and end up in more trouble for sure. As we get out of here for this evening, we're going to give you that number again, one 821 5900 email address we always use is help at employmentlawyer.ca and the website anytime with access to that severance calculator. It's a beauty. It'll open up a lot of doors for you. It'll make you aware of what you're owed. That can be found at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Back in tomorrow night, 630 right here with the next edition of the Employment Law Show on 640 Toronto. Enjoy the rest of your evening.